tonight we're going to be praying. Uh, but before we do, I want to get into uh, just uh, the word just for a few minutes and um, just to share a few things on prayer. Um, but let's pray before we do anything else, okay? So if you all join me and let's go before the Lord as we prepare for our prayer night tonight. Father God, you're such a wonderful, dear father and friend. And you're most beautiful. Thank you, Lord God, for being in our lives. Thank you for being so involved. Thank you, Lord God, that you're such a good, good father who loves us, who adores us, who is always with us. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us every day by your spirit. Thank you for leading us. Thank you, Lord, for not leaving us nor forsaking us. Thank you for sticking by us, Lord God, through thick or thin. In the most difficult times and even in the good times, Father, you're always there. And Lord, we thank you. And Father, we ask for your presence here tonight. As we go before you to you tonight, Lord God, as we pray and, and intercede, Lord God, we, we thank you for the Spirit being in here. We thank you for the Spirit being all those, uh, with all those that are watching. And Lord, we just thank you so much for taking control of this service and, and Lord, making your presence felt. And Lord, we pray, Lord God, that as those that are joining us and praying with us, Father God, that they'll also feel you, their, your presence right where they're sitting. And Lord, I just thank you so much for your goodness and mercy. And for this, we thank you. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen and amen. Tonight, I just want to just talk to you about prayer and how prayer is a divine appointment from God. It is a specific divine appointment that comes from heaven. And it's under, it, Jesus, it's interesting because Jesus stresses how praying, how we ought to pray always. He says in uh, John chapter, uh, Luke chapter 18 and verse 1, that men ought always to pray and not faint, not quit, not give up, and not grow weary. And it's very easy to grow weary. It's very easy to faint and give up when we're praying and not hearing from God in a fashion that is timely for us. But the, Jesus tells us the importance of always praying because, and we're going to learn later on why it's so important that we continue to pray and not quit and not grow weary. The scripture tells us that God has ordained prayer as a means whereby he can do the things that he needs to do in this world through us and for us. And that's one of the things that God wants to do. Prayer is a mandate. It is an order. It is a command. It is a directive. It is a, a decree from God himself to pray constantly so that he can execute his power and his purpose and his will on this earth. So prayer is such an important thing. We all know this. We hear this all the time. But I can never stress enough the importance of prayer. The, in Bible terminology, prayer means calling upon God for the things that we desire or asking things of God for someone else. And so if you have your Bibles with you, go to Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse, 30, and verse 3. And let's look at what Jeremiah says. Actually, it was God speaking. He says in verse 3, call on me or call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Now, if I don't call AAA, AAA will not come and respond to me, which means I'm going to remain stranded on the side of the road. But if we call AAA, they will come, respond, and help us in our time of need. When you don't call on God, he's not going to respond. When we don't call on God, the Bible says 
He will answer you, but if you don't call on him, he will not answer you. And if you don't call on him, then he's not going to show you great and mighty things that you know nothing of. So we need to call on him because that's what prayer is, calling on our Father. Look at in, uh, Psalm 50 and verse 15. In Psalm 50 and verse 15 says this, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. That's just a wonderful thing to know that all we have to do is call on God whenever we're in trouble. And how many of you have ever been in trouble before? And of course, the natural thing to do as a Christian is we call on our Father, who wants to respond to us, wants to respond to our needs, wants to respond to us when we're in trouble. God wants to do that. And he says to call on him. In Isaiah 59, uh, 58, excuse me, in verse 9, it's not in my notes, but it says, Then you shall call, and it says, The Lord will answer. And then you shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. Again, these verses tell us that we, when, when we call on God, God wants to respond to us. God wants to be there with us. God wants to be there for us. But we need to call him. And calling him means prayer. Prayer, when we pray, prayer brings into play all of the forces of heaven down to us, into our world. So that, and that means the entire Godhead coming down and intervening in the world affairs and also in the affairs of man. This is what God does. This is what prayer does. Even the angels have something to do with prayer. Go with me to Revelation chapter 8. Angels is, has, plays a very important role when it comes to praying. In verse 3, it says this. Then another angel with a, good, with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar. And a great amount of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. Now look at verse 4. It says here, For the smoke of the incense mixed with the prayers of God's holy people ascended up to God from the altar where the angel had poured them out. Man, it is a powerful thing to know that the, the entire force of heaven, that's the Godhead as well as the angels, the angelic hosts, all are involved in our prayer. And man, I'll tell you, that is a wonderful thing. So think about it. When you're calling on God... All of heaven, the angelic host, the Godhead, all come together to come to this earth to intervene in the affairs of this world. And that's a powerful thing. Prayer is an appeal to God to intervene in life affairs for the good of those for whom we pray. So that's very important that we understand that. Now, in many instances where when the word of God tells us that God intervenes in this world in answer to our prayers. And just to show you an example of how God intervenes in this world affair, in the book of Jonah, and you don't have to turn there, but Jonah was a perfect example. And we know the story of Jonah. Jonah neglected to do the duties, God's duties. God gave him instructions to go to Nineveh, and Jonah said, no, I'm not doing that. So Jonah tried to run away from God. As a matter of fact, he took a boat to go as far away from God as he could. But understand this, you can't run from God. Because if you run from God and you get to where you're going, you'll run right into him because God is already there. But when Jonah did that, nothing happened. The moment he got on the boat and the moment the boat took off, things went sideways for, for Jonah. Because listen, when you don't pray, when you don't obey God, when you don't follow his instructions, things become very inconvenient in your life. How many of you believe that? When you don't obey God... 
Things just doesn't work well. You become very uncomfortable in your life because you know you're supposed to be doing something that God has told you to do and you're not doing it. So if God is telling you to pray, you know that's something you need to be doing because if not, you're going to be inconvenienced and you're going to feel uncomfortable the rest of the day. Why go throughout the day feeling uncomfortable instead of just stopping what you're doing and praying to God? But the story goes with Jonah disobeyed God and of course the storm came and it caused a great danger the crew on that ship were fearful of their lives because they thought they were going to lose their lives but understand this God was the one that brought the storm so they were not in any danger they didn't know it but the reason why God brought the storm was to get Jonah's attention and so when the crewmen found out that Jonah was the reason for the storm they threw Jonah into the water and the moment they did that the water calmed And what that did was the crewmen recognized that Jonah's God was the one true God. And so they offered up sacrifices to the one true God and made a vow to God, Jehovah God. And and, and I love the way God takes every situation for his glory. And so here we have Jonah in the water and you think that he's all right. No, things get worse because now a whale comes in and swallows him up. Now this is what I want you to see. The Bible says that Jonah was swallowed up, and he stayed three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. And in that time, he cried out to God. The scripture says that I called to the Lord, and he answered me. He prayed to God with a humble heart, with a conviction in his heart. He confessed his sins. He recognized where he was wrong. He repented of his sin, and he said, Lord, please help me. And God answered him. And then what God did was he commanded the whale to spit him out. To vomit him out onto dry land. This is what I want you to see. That even large fishes are subject to the law of prayer. Listen to what I'm saying. Even large fishes in the ocean is subject to the law of prayer. How big is your problem? How big is your financial problem? How big is your health problem? How big is your marital problem? How big is any problems in your life? Know that those are subject to the law of prayer because we are calling on God to come in and intervene in the, the affairs of man, in the affairs of this world, and in the affairs of life. That is a wonderful thing to know that prayer can do those things. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand that when we pray, the thing that we're praying for, whatever the issue is, is subject to the law of prayer. When we're praying for our loved ones, that, that the devil will keep their hands off them. The law of prayer is, uh, they are subject to the law of prayer. The devil is subject to the laws of prayer. Sickness is subject to the law of prayer. Prayer is such a wonderful and powerful thing. Another thing to understand about prayer is that prayer is putting God to work. Did you ever see that? Did you ever know that? Prayer is putting God to work. What that simply means is that man has it in his power by prayer to move God to work for us in his own way and in his own time. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and look at verse 1. Because when we're praying, God is working. So we work together as a team. In 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 1, Paul says this to the Corinthian church. We then, as workers together with him... Also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Notice what he says. He refers to himself, him and his, and his crew, workers together with God. 
He, found, he saw himself as a co-laborer with God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9, it says that, God, that we are God's fellow workers. So picture this. When you have a football team, every player on that team has a certain responsibility. You have the four linemen in front. To put his, their role is to protect the quarterback. The quarterback role is to get that ball to either the running back or to the receiver. Now, if the linemen don't do their job and allows guys to come through to tackle the quarterback, then the quarterback can't do his job. But all the team, every team member has to do their job in order to fulfill their purpose because they work together. The same thing with God and us. We work together with God when we pray. We're giving God something to do. God takes our prayer and it begins doing his work. Go to Isaiah chapter 62 and look at verse 6. As we labor in prayer, in faith, and in waiting, God labors in executing the results. In Isaiah 62 and verse 6 says this, O Jerusalem, I have posted watchmen on your walls. They will pray day and night continually. Take no rest, all you who pray to the Lord. Now look at verse 7. Give the Lord no rest until he completes his work. Until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. Now, first of all, it says that we are all watchmen. We're all called to pray. Because it's the divine decree from God, right from heaven. So, as we do that, we pray continuously. And it says, take no rest. In other words, don't take a break. Don't grow weary. Don't give up. Don't quit. Keep praying. And then it goes on in the next verse. says, give the Lord no rest. In other words, as we pray, we're giving God some work to do. And we don't want to give God any rest because we, have, we can come to God for everything and pray in every situation for every person. And God will work at it. And it says, don't give him any rest until he completes his work. In other words, don't stop praying until God comes through. Glory to God. Now, understand this, that in prayer, it requires much perseverance before we see any results. There's a story about a woman who called the manager of a large opera house and she told her that, um, that she had lost a very valuable piece of jewelry uh, the other night when she was uh, attending the, uh, the concert. And so the manager says, okay, hold on to the line, hold on to the fold line and I'm going to go find it. So the manager goes to the theater to look for this brooch. He finds the brooch. When he comes back, before long, after he found the brooch, when, when he finally comes back, the woman hung up. Now, he waited there expecting the woman to call him back, but she never called back. He even posted an ad on the newspaper, but nothing came of it. She never responded. She never called back. Isn't that the way some of us pray? We call on God with our needs. We go before him with all of our needs, and we fail to hold the line. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Go with me to Isaiah 64 and verse 4. Listen to what the scripture says. Verse 4 says this. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Now that word prepare in the Hebrew is the word asa, which comes from the root word to do or to make. And of course, the broad, in the broadest sense, the word means to accomplish, means to execute. 
It means to exercise. It means to appoint, to bring forth, to be industrious, to furnish, to labor, to be occupied, to fulfill. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Basically, what the sense here is this. God is busy doing something when we pray. When we pray, God gets busy. God doesn't sit around and do nothing. God responds to our prayer. Now, here's the problem with many of us. When we don't hear from God, or when God doesn't respond to us quickly enough, that's when we give up. That's when we start thinking, okay, God didn't hear me. God doesn't want to do anything for me. And so we quit, and we give up, and we go on with our, the rest of our day. But as we read earlier, we are watchmen, called to continually pray day and night. And the Bible says we are not to rest, and we are not to give God any rest until... God fulfills the promise or the, the, the purpose that uh, in fulfilling our prayers. But here's the thing. God is always working and moving. In other words, when we are praying and waiting and persevering, God is busy fulfilling, executing, exercising, making a way, opening up doors, creating ways for us but until he fulfills the, the answer to our prayers. My point is, is this. God is working. So when you pray, let God do his thing. You do your thing by praying. He does his thing by working and responding to answer our prayers. Don't worry about how long it takes. Just continue to do your job. Remember, we're teammates. We work together with God. We do our part. God will do his. Let me read that to you in the, in the Amplified Version. Isaiah 64 and verse 4. It says, for from of old no one has heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has seen uh, or the eye seen a God that is beside you, who works and shows himself active on behalf of him who earnestly waits for him. Again, the, the emphasis here is that God is working and moving. This is who God is. And there is no one like God, no one who does what God does. He is actively working on your behalf. So if you've been praying to God already and you've been waiting on him, you know, continue to wait because God is working. God is moving. He's not sitting around. He's not sitting twiddling his thumbs. No, God is moving on your behalf. He's executing. He's exercising. He's fulfilling. He's furnishing. He's doing everything that needs to be done to answer your prayers. So prayer puts God to work here on this earth. So the question is, if prayer puts God to work... What happens when we don't pray? You ever stop and think about that? What happens if we don't pray? Well, first of all, if we don't pray, it's considered a sin. Go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 12. 1 Samuel verse 12, uh, chapter 12 and verse 23. It's a verse that I've, that I've often go to. It's a very powerful verse and it's a verse that we cannot neglect. It's a verse that we cannot ignore. But it says this, As for me... Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by what? Failing to pray for you. And I will teach you the way that is good and right. So again, when we don't pray, it's considered a sin against God. And so when we think about that, and when we feel inclined to not want to pray, we need to remind ourselves what the scripture says and the seriousness of it. But we are called to pray because it is a decree, it is a command, it is a directive from heaven. So when we pray, we are in obedience to God's will and command because his prayer is his perfect will. Something else that happens when we don't pray. When we don't pray, it prevents God from working on our behalf. 
It prevents God from moving on this earth. Let me close with this. E.M. Bounds makes this statement from his book. He says this. Praying saints are God's agents for carrying on his saving and providential work on earth. Now listen to this. If his agent fail him, neglecting to pray, then his work fails. So again, recognize that when you don't, when you don't pray, when you don't call on God, God is not going to respond. When I call my, if I don't call my wife, my wife is not going to respond to me. If we don't call AAA, we're going to be in trouble and we're going to stay stranded because AAA will not respond to you unless you call them. When we don't call on God, God will not respond and God will not work on this earth. Think about that. If prayer moves God to work in everything, then not praying exclude God and rules him out of everything. And so we don't want God to be left out in any situation or any area of our lives, especially when, when it comes to praying for someone else. We want God to be involved in that individual, whoever it is that we're praying for. We want God to intervene into their affairs, to bring changes in their lives, to bring deliverance in their lives, to provide whatever, they, whatever it is they need, and to always be there for them. And that's what we want. We want, we want to put God to work. So... Prayer puts God to work in all things prayed for. And this, I'll leave you with this last note. Prayer puts God's work in his hands and keeps it there. And my friends, I would rather keep my prayer requests in God's hands and let him do the job and let him do the work because he does it best. Rather than taking the prayers back and us handling it. No, that's, we don't want that. We want God to do his part. We want to put God to work. We want God to handle the business of prayer. So with that, let's begin to pray tonight. And there are three things that we want to pray. Tonight we're going to put God to work. And we're going to work together as a team. We're going to do our part and God is going to do his. So with tonight we're going to talk, we're going to pray about the racial injustice that have been going on. Again, this is something that doesn't get old. This is something that we need to continue to stay in the forefront. We don't want to cast it aside and forget about it. We want to make sure that we Go before the Lord with this issue, because this has been an issue for a long time. We want to pray for peace. We want to pray for solutions to this problem. We want to pray for systematic change in this problem, in this, in this area. We want to be able to pray that God will root out and eliminate every form of racism in this country and in this world. We also want to pray for the virus. How many of you are tired of this virus? It's, it has changed our lives. It has become a huge distraction, and it's changed everything. And we want to put a stop to that. I don't know about you, but I'm a little tired of this new normal. I want things go to, to go back to normal. But we want to pray. And we want God to change some things. And then we're going to also pray about us not losing the vision and the purpose that God has given us for here at FCC. It's very easy to become distracted with everything that's been going on around here and around us. But we don't want to be distracted with what God has for us. There's still a purpose and a vision that God has for Faith Christian Center. He's not forgotten it. And we're very much a part of that. There's things that God wants to do in our lives. There's got things that God wants to accomplish here at Faith Christian Center. And you become a very much a part of that. So we want to pray not to lose a vision and the purpose that God has given to FCC. So if you'll join me, let's pray. And the first thing we want to pray for is racial injustice. Let's go before the Lord. Lord God, we thank you, Father for taking the time to hear our prayers. 
Thank you, Father God, that as we bring our petitions before you, Lord God, that you'll respond to them and take those petitions, Father, and begin to do a mighty work on our behalf. Thank you, Lord God, for coming down earth, intervening in the affairs of this world, in the affairs of this country, and in the affairs of man. And Father, we pray for the, for the racial injustice that, that's been going on to, uh, in this world, Father God, especially in this country. We pray, Lord God, that you put a stop to it. We pray that you put an end to it in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that, there, that you provide a solution to the problem. We pray, Father God, that you'll raise up leaders and those who are in position of power and authority, Father God, to be able to become proactive, Father, in changing the way things are done. To changing the, the, the system, Father God. Uh, changing the, 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 uh, the racism, Father, that have been deeply embedded in our institution, in our society. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you eliminate, Father God, and bring change in the institution of our criminal justice. Father God, in, in, our, in our, our educational system. Lord God, that you bring change, Lord God, in our, in our places of employment, in housing, Lord God, in our health system, Lord God, in politics, in our education system, even in our religious circles, Father God, that you remove every form of racism, that exists in all of these institutions in our society, Father God. We pray, Father God, for a breakthrough. We pray, Father God, for a change in this systemic uh, evil, Father God. And Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you raise up men and women, Father God, that will continue to uh, demonstrate, that will continue to protest until we've heard. Father God, we pray that you open up the ears of the people, Lord God, to finally hear, Lord God, and to understand the evils and, 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 the, and, the, and the danger and the pain, Lord God, that racism has caused. Father, we pray for change. We pray, Father God, for reform. Father God, we pray for, for all these changes that take place, Lord God, in every area of system in this country. Father, we pray for the people, Lord God, that have been affected, Lord God, by the racial injustice, by the brutality, Lord God, by the violence that, that they fell victim to. Father, we pray for those, Lord God, who have fell victim to racism, Lord God, through social profiling, Father, to, the, to, uh, to false imprisonment, Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus, Father, you put an end to that right now. Father, by, by shedding light, Lord God, of the evil, Lord God, and that people will finally open up their eyes and recognize how dangerous and how evil and how wrong it is. And Father, the time has come to, to, ta uh, to, to act and not talk. It's time, Father God, for, for people to open up their ears and begin to listen. But upon listening, Lord God, that they'll put action, Lord God, behind it. Father, it's time. It's time that people rise up. It's time, Father God, that people are heard. It's time, Father, that people are uh, to stop falling victim into this very social evil, Father God. Racism is sin. And Lord, we pray that you remove this sin from this country. Remove this sin from this world, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for the families, Lord God, that you bring peace and comfort. Lord, especially those that have lost loved ones because of racism. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you surround them, Lord God, with people that will support them, people that will lift them up, people that will be there to listen to them, to, to, to join them in the fight, Lord God, against racism. Father, we pray. Hallelujah. We pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, we believe that you can do all things. We can believe, Father God, that you can bring change. We believe, Father God, that 
Even racism, Lord God, is subject to the law of prayer. And Lord, we bring prayer right now, Father God, to come against this evil in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I thank you that both black and white will come together and join together to fight against this, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I believe that people have taken notice. I believe people have opened up their eyes. But Father, I pray that they don't just stay, just sit there and watch, but Lord, they'll stand up and do something. And so, Father, we thank you. We pray again, Father God, for those who are in power, those who are in authority, those who have the power to bring change, those who are, have the power to bring reform, those who have the power to, to introduce laws and bills, Father God, that will make life easier for those people that have fallen victim to racism, Father. And so we thank you for that. We honor you for that. We thank you, Father God, for hearing our prayers. We thank you for rooting out and eliminating Every trace of racism in every area of life. And Lord, we just give you glory and honor and praise. We thank you, Lord God, that you've given us the victory. We thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, that you protect us, Lord, from these evil sin, Lord God. We thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that we can finally walk free and drive freely and not have a care or worry, Lord God. Not be afraid, Lord God. Not, not having to change or alter the way we, we act, Lord God. But we can be ourselves and not be afraid to be ourselves. Hallelujah. Father, we pray that we don't have to be afraid anymore. That we don't have to worry anymore. And Lord, we thank you for that. In your precious son's name we pray. Lord, we pray, Father God, for this virus. We, we pray not for the virus, but pray against the virus. We pray, Father, first of all, for a cure. Father, that you give... Lord, you know how to cure this. You know how to deal with this. And so, Father, we're calling upon you to come down and give these men and women, Lord God, of science... Give them the wisdom and the direction, Father, to, to come up with a vaccine that will... Do away and come against this virus in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord God, that this <coughs> vaccine will also be accessible to all people, Lord God. <coughs> Father, we pray that not only will you provide a cure, Father, that you'll also at this time uh, help us to take control and be in control of this, the spread of this virus. Father, that the virus will no longer spread and affect many of our loved ones, Father God. We pray for healing for those that have been afflicted with this virus, Lord. We pray right now for strength and healing in their body. We pray for restoration in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you protect our elderly, Father, from this uh, virus. Those who are vulnerable, Lord God, with underlying health issues, we pray for them, Father God, that they will not be afflicted by this virus. But Father, we pray that you put a hedge of protection around them. Put a hedge of protection around us, Father God, and protect us from being afflicted from this deadly virus, Father God. And we pray this in your precious son's name. Father, we're crying out to you. Father, we're calling upon your name. Hallelujah. Because we know that your power come down. We know that the old Godhead is, is involved. We know that the angelic hosts are also involved in carrying our prayers before you. And Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that a cure is on the way. We thank you, Father God, that you give wisdom to every leader in every state to take control of this virus and prevent it from spreading and hurting and afflicting uh, the, the people in each of those states. Father, we pray, Lord God, for healing and restoration. We pray, Lord God, that there will be no more deaths, that the death, Lord God, will, will decrease rather than increase. 
We pray for states, Father God, where the virus has spiked. States like Texas and Florida and other places, Father. We pray that the, the leaders there will finally take control and do what is right as you give them wisdom and direction, Father God, so that this virus will no longer affect people and hurt people. And Lord, we thank you, Father God. Again, we pray that you bring healing in the land. Healing in our land, Father God. That is the cry of our hearts, to heal our land. And Lord, we thank you, Father God, because you are the answer to every problem. You are the solution to every sickness and disease. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you for honoring the prayers that we brought before you, Lord God, concerning racial injustice and concerning this virus. We thank you that even as we're praying, even as we speak, Father God, you're already at work. You're already exercising. You're already, Father God, uh, fulfilling and, and, and being about getting busy, Father God, in fulfilling and providing an answer and a solution. Father, I thank you that you're already at work. Thank you, Father God, that you're already getting busy. I thank you, Lord God, that you're not sitting around, but you're hearing our prayers and you're taking it and running with it, Lord God. So we thank you in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you to end the racism and the racial injustice and the, uh, the, the, the false imprisonment, Lord God. We thank you for ending, Lord God, the, the racial profiling, Lord God, the racial discrimination. We thank you for putting an end, Lord God, uh, to uh, the police brutality, Father God. We thank you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for putting an end to this virus in this country and throughout the world. We thank you for that, Lord God. And Father, we pray for the people of Faith Christian Center. We pray, Father God, that with all the things that have gone on, it, in some way, Lord God, we know it's affected us. It's, it brought change. It, it brought change in our routine. It, it, it brought change in, in our lifestyle, Father God. It's even brought fear. And for some of us, many are struggling because of fear, Lord God. But Lord, I pray that you remove all the distractions from us. And Father, that we'll stay focused on the vision and the purpose that you've given to us here at FCC. Father God, help us to stay on course. Father God, help us not to turn to the left nor to the right, but to stay focused on the vision and the purpose, Lord God. Help us to keep our eyes on Jesus in all that goes on, Father, no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, no matter how many distractions or how much noise are going on out there in the world. Father, that we'll not be moved by it or affected by it or distracted by it, but Father, we'll stay the course. Father, there's much work to be done here at Faith Christian Center. And you've called us here, Father God, for this time. Father, you've called us to do a mighty work. And there's much to be done. There's much to be done in us and through us. Father, there's opportunities for us to grow in faith. There's opportunities for us to grow in our spirit, Lord God. There's opportunities, Father God, to change our world and the world around us. And Father, we thank you for helping us to stay focused. Help us, Lord God, by, by reminding us what the vision is, reminding us what, what your purpose is at Faith FCC. Help us to always keep that in the forefront of our lives, Father God. Never, never uh, push it aside, Father, but always staying steady and always staying focused on it. Because I know, Father, that there's much to do. And I know that you have such a wonderful plan and such a wonderful purpose, Father God, that you have for Faith Christian Center. And what's so exciting about it, Lord, is that you have us to be, a, you, you, you've called us to be a part of that. And Lord, I just thank you so much. 
I thank you for that opportunity. I thank you for the opportunity to bring change with the gospel. I thank you, Father God, for the opportunity to be a blessing to one another. And Lord, I just give you all the glory and the praise for what you have in store for us. And so, Lord, I thank you once again in advance for hearing our prayers and answering all our prayers. Thank you for touching every life. Thank you for protecting every life. Thank you for the blood of Jesus to protect the saints from the virus, from the injustice, and from also, Father God, keeping uh, away from the distractions. And Lord, we just give you all the praise and the honor and the glory right now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And all of you who agree with that, say aloud, Amen, right where you are. And um, as we get ready to close tonight, and again, it's a short night, but that's okay. We came, we saw, we prayed, and we've taken care of business. Now God is taking care of the business for us now. 